Woo! Welcome to an all-new episode of Talking the Mayans. Boy, last this week's episode was something else. So much to talk about. Just so much to talk about. We saw some people that we haven't seen in a long time head by. We saw some pretty major action, got some huge secrets revealed. Uh, just, wow, epically amazing show. Just amazing. Uh, but before we start talking about it, let me introduce Kinte, co-host extraordinaire. Kinte, how are you? I am. Well, one way or another, it's going to be uh, a pretty amazing Boy. last two weeks. That is for sure. Yeah, right? No kidding. Um, I have to say that Mayans is one of the few shows that I actually watch when it actually comes on. Almost all of my other shows, I DVR. And then because I'm in such a strange time zone, uh, I DVR them and then watch them at night when, you know, we kind of all have time to hang around. And Mines is one of the few shows that when it comes on, I'm right there. I am right there to watch it. So <laughs> it tells you how much I actually love the show. So, okay, uh, just a bit of housekeeping to get through. And I don't actually really want to spend a whole lot of time on it because I don't know whether to make heads or tails of it. But Kurt Sutter uh, apparently... Uh, was I, I I guess he was fired. Um, I, it sounds like a lot of drama. Twitter was full of whose side are you on? You know, screw Disney. Just a man. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Uh, I read Kurt Sutter's sort of testimony himself, and um, sounds like there was a lot of stuff going on. So, did you have a chance to see that? Yeah. Yeah, I got James Gunn in my head. Well, I don't, I mean, and, and they walked it back. So, well, I guess. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, we may not agree <laughs> on, on, on uh, James Gunn, but um, no, but going back to this, uh, if we take him at his word, you know, I'm not surprised Disney, you know, and that's something kind of like what a company does when a company usually, you know, buys another company, then they start putting their guys in, you know, they start, they don't, a lot of times they don't care about who was there before, or even though they might've been very successful at what they did, generally what they end up doing is they start cleaning house and the people that they Mm -hmm. certainly clean house with are the rebels you know and he was definitely considered a rebel um and you know at the company so you know it's very unfortunate and sad you know um i don't know i wasn't there 
So I don't know what to make of it. Verse nine in development, as mm-hmm. well as Mayans going forward. Hopefully Mayans continues. I'm hoping that it does continue. And they get pretty good ratings. Uh, not awesome ratings. Not, you know, not ratings where it's like, they they do better than most shows well, on cable. I I mean so I hope I'm so. pretty sure they really do, oh. and I think that Kurt Sutter's uh, creative storytelling is nothing if not just unbelievably unique and special. And I look, you know. I, Again, I don't want to go too far in the weeds on this because I I know that this isn't it, it touches the Mayans. It's not technically I don't think part of the Mayans right at this very second. But honestly, I feel like the FX has been sort of they've taken advantage of Kurt Sutter's brand a lot, and I I like you said we're in a different phase right now of sort of uh, where corporations are inserting themselves more and more into both the creative process and in, in the process that was once sacred to just the storytellers. And as we move forward, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little sad to say, but I can see that this is going to continue to happen until we, you know, change the model. But, I will say that Kurt Sutter will be missed, not just because, you know, the guy is brilliant. I mean, personally, I I hit the his other endeavor on FX Bastard Executioner was amazing. If you gave it a chance, it was an unbelievable story. And it really showcased some of Sutter's higher thinking which i feel like we sometimes miss in some of the more base and crude uh storytelling that he's also really good at on the other hand i also am a little bit nervous for where the story goes from here although maybe not for this season because obviously the season's a wrap but for you know if we get picked up again in in the next season because there is sort of a move toward pushing things in a direction that is less than uh no i shouldn't say that i should say pushing things in a direction that is more pc than not pc and this this show this series has definitely been very off color at times not in the sense that it it that it like you know is in your face with cuss words and things like that more in your face in terms of the boundaries that it's willing to push and especially one that has such a a relevance for today, for what we are experiencing in our own society. And I I just, I feel like Kurt Sutter will definitely, that piece will definitely be missed both by the Mayans and I think FX in general. So, I mean, I hope that Kurt Sutter, if you're listening or if any loyal fans are listening, I really hope that he is able to find a platform and a place where his voice and narrative storytelling can find a place to shine. I feel like there's a whole lot more left for him. At the same time, I also recognize that, you know, this is the condition of uh, especially episodic storytelling network wise and you know until you go netflix until you go hulu until you go streaming platform that isn't sort of beholden to right now the disney base of power yep it's a bit tough so that's my two cents on everything yeah i mean until something happens on that score and i don't know how long it's going to last this is i think what we're in for for a while so yeah buckle up buckle up everybody very important Well, it it um, definitely is a part of the show at large. I I think I meant it's just not part of this particular episode. That's all. 
but I, I agree. Uh, you know, this is this when you when you ask fans to be loyal, some you're not just asking them to be loyal to a story. You know, you're asking them to be loyal to the actors and characters that make up that story. And we see that. We see it on social media. We see it. And the, and it's not like the 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 network execs don't exploit that. They do. They ask the actors to get out there. They ask them to answer the social media ads. The, they, they ask them to engage on all kinds of different platforms. And those people have to put themselves out there. And so... Again, again, you know, I don't know the specifics in the Kurt Sutter situation, but what I can say is if you're making bank on somebody, then you need to treat them, even if you don't agree with them, you need to treat them with something a little bit less um, than just throw you out. I I just, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I actually think that the way that they handled this was exactly the wrong way to handle it. I mean, basically it just felt like it was, you're here one minute and you're gone the next. And and while maybe that's a truth, there's certainly, I don't think that it needed to be done the way that it was done. That's for sure. I don't actually think it needed to be done, but whatever. I, I certainly hope so myself. I really do. All right. So let's, yeah, let's talk about, okay, let's, let's talk about this. First of all, um, th this was just, I mean, in, in terms of where things are, it was a nuts episode. I mean, I, there's no other way to say it. It was just crazy um, in, in all the best possible ways. But honestly, there was so much happening that like, you know, I was struggling to keep my notes together. It was so crazy. Um, so uh, let's first let's talk about um, mm -hmm. just sort of what we saw as the opening scene because we touched on a lot this episode. So let's just talk about what we saw as sort of the opening scene. Um, and we know that Easy asked Emily for a favor. Okay. We know Easy gave Emily that list of bank transfers, and Emily was somehow able to match them up in the records, right in the personal household accounts okay so i'm gonna make one observation about this and i'm this is just my own personal observation for a crime family they really keep a lot of detailed records that they probably shouldn't keep <laughs> i mean just burn them just burn them you know i'm sorry right that's that that was completely stupid <laughs> I, I guess because they were household they records, so like, maybe it didn't seem like well, it mattered. Reason, I mean, they weren't, would, you know, you those keep... weren't like the company records. They were just, you know, they were, she said, they were uh, to various shops and, you know, things for the household. And yeah, I, I get that. I do get that. But how, but how did she, if that was the case, how did she match that up in the first place anyway? I don't know. But anyway, all right. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saying, as a crime family, guys. You know, kerosene and a match is a thing. Look into it. So there we go. That's my uh, that's my take on my organized crime advice for the day. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Um, I know that's going to be helpful. Um, so okay, so so having said oh, that wow. though, she did. She found out that the numbers did line up. And then subsequently, because we're going to jump around a little bit, subsequently she finds out that it was Dita that wrote the checks. And when you put all of this into perspective with the fact that Dita met with Felipe up on the roof yeah. to say, I've been a really bad person and I'm sorry, I guess the penance for me living through the fire was this. I don't, I don't know. I, in some ways I kind of felt like she was trying to say, sorry, not sorry. Um, and what's that? I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and how do you, the thing, how do you even this apologize for trying to wax Dita to say, please don't ever tell Miguel and know that you're the one who actually tried to, well, didn't try, but succeeded in killing his wife and tried to kill him. I mean, oh. damn, Dita's got some, uh, some, whew, yeah, let's, let's say that. So what did you think of that? Honey, 
No, I thought, man, when I when I heard when I realized that's what was going on, I was sitting there like, yeah, that sounds like Dita, <laughs> you know, like that's very Dita esque. Um, you know, me personally, I like that turn. <laughs> I thought that was uh, that was good, you know. <laughs> so uh, I don't know why I'm saying you know a lot tonight today <laughs> you know and, but uh, anyway i think that dita's dita is a very interesting character that more layers we peel back from the onion and realize and i see that this is gonna make the question things very that i interesting. have is one how did do we Miguel go from know? here you know so At two what does this do for Miguel and Emily's relationship? And mm -hmm. three, does this change what Felipe mm -hmm. is able to reconcile in his own head with the, 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 the Galindos? Because, I mean, obviously this is like, it's a crazy spider web. And they did such a good job of actually making the spider web as intricate and crazy as it is. But at the same time, you know, you got the, you got the Reyes brothers dealing with their own sort of stuff. You've got uh, that. Now you've got Potter asking uh, mm -hmm. them for uh, information. We have, uh, we, we have all of the revelations that we just had about Dita. And on top right. of that, we, I think we also have uh, the relationship that is <clears throat> Easy and his dad, because obviously Easy didn't tell his dad any of that information, and Easy's dad just found out that, oh, hey, Easy's been grappling with this for, you know, for a while. And, and also, uh, you know, not, not to put too fine a point on it, but that, that whole circle or that whole, I guess, spider web, um, is is even stickier because Emily is involved. And, and you know, honestly, look, I, I was totally, I agreed with EZ about, you know, when he was railing against Emily about, uh, you know, then Miguel married you. And, uh, you know, I feel like he's actually onto something. You know, this, th what is happening here is, is truly, lest we forget, the Galindos are positively depraved people interesting as well she makes yeah. veiled threats at right. both felipe as well as uh Easy what do you what do you think it means when she said hey i have to protect my family what does that mean That means how far yeah, are you going to take got this? That feeling myself, and if you like, take it to a certain know, point, look, I'm going to do whatever it takes uh, to keep what I have. Maybe, maybe what I thought was was okay this morning is not okay now. And what do I have to do to make this right? I, although, you know, just to be totally honest, there is definitely a big part of me that feels like it it's always going to come down to Emily and easy in terms of what is sort of the, 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 the fastest way to complicate a situation is to throw easy and Emily into it. And no matter what it is, it seems like the two of them, that's the easiest way to make it happen. <laughs> and this episode was definitely no Yeah, I I was actually from the moment you that over she showed up Emily in his trailer. And, and, um, and uh, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Uh, and and I right. I felt like whatever right, needed right. to be said at that point was like, yeah, okay. She, I get it from from a woman's perspective, right? I understand uh, the the characters understanding of what was happening and and i respect the choices that emily made well the the perspective that uh, okay so uh, easy goes away to jail I, I mean now we're going into Come on, history, easy goes to jail 
Emily's got to deal with a bunch of things. She makes choices and those choices have consequences. But my problem is not in the choices that Emily made. My choice is, in, is with her never wanting to take the consequences of the choices that she makes. Because it always seems like it comes back to haunt EZ. It always comes back to haunt or somebody else. It comes back to haunt right. somebody else when Emily makes a bad choice. And those bad choices are now sort of stacking up in record pace. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. World record base. <laughs> yeah. She gets on my uh -huh. nerves. She risks, like, she's going to get Felipe killed. Yep. And that scene, the scene where Miguel pulls up, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> when that happened. And, and uh, he was like, get in the car. You know, I was like, whoa. I, yeah, I did That too. really got me going. I think though Nestor played his hand a little too fast. Like, so I mean, she already knew that she needed to watch out for Nestor, but that was so blatant of a move. And and I feel bad for Nestor. Nestor, like, he has to be with the wife and then report on the wife. And you know, it's like he's getting involved in his real personal stuff. And I think it's a mistake on his part. Right. To have Nestor doing it like that because at the end of the day that's your wife you know now right i'm glad they really established that Nestor cuz you don't really know what henchman right you right. don't know if he's sitting there going one day this all be mine i'm waiting for the opportunity to take over right but they did that one episode where they showed no I think they, I'm thinking they did this on purpose. I would love to ask the writers this, but that episode really showed that yeah. he's not someone yeah. who's thinking like, okay, I'm one day I'm going to take his spot. Right. You know, cause there's different kind of henchmen. There's the, the loyal one that is like, I'm going to protect till I die the ball. And then there's the one that's I'm waiting for that. Like Scarface. I'm waiting for that opportunity right. so that I can be the boss. So they showed in that episode that he's like, I'm wait, I'm I will protect him till I die. So he's not he gives off the appearance that he loves his position and he loves Miguel and that he has no designs on trying to usurp Miguel. So in this, so it shows you that maybe he, you know, he can trust him to look after his wife, but just as a man, you know, having someone do that well he, okay, i don't know so, man. That, so that's, here's the thing right i know he the, can't the, just the, follow the his problem wife with all like of that, this is eventually it gets found out I don't know and so it's not idea. just about uh miguel having emily followed it's the fallout of what will happen when emily finds out and emily clearly found out and that it, that creates another layer of uh distrust maybe isn't the right word, but suspicion between Emily and, uh, and Miguel. And, you know, clearly I think already we've seen over the course of this season that Miguel and Emily are not exactly, they don't exactly have the smoothest of relationships. I mean, in the first series also, or the first season also, but it, it, I feel like in this season, they really went out of their way to show us that, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind, uh, kinder, um, it's it's functional and it's practical, but it doesn't feel very passionate. It doesn't feel like they really love each other. It doesn't doesn't feel like anything like that. And Does she, no. do you think she has an unrequited love for yeah. Easy? Like, do you think in in her perfect picture, her and Easy would be together, or do you think? Yeah, I you know I thought maybe that was where they were going yes. with this, but in this season, no, she loves being the queen, you know. And what she feels, you know, I think, easy, on I think some regret. on some levels, and but and and sometimes you can even confuse regret with like having deeper feelings, you know, because when you right. when you think that you've made a mistake with someone, sometimes that leads you to sort of do things that you might not normally do for someone. And then that does kind of open up a bit of a Pandora's box for other stuff. But in this case, 
honestly, I, I don't, I think that Emily is, is she's committed to the Galindos, not committed necessarily just to Miguel, just to, uh, to the family. Well, not to the family, but yes, yes. She loves it. She wants to be in the mix. You know what it is like from just the personal side, not the her, her ambitions. It's like the drum, like you have two guys. You're a woman and you have two guys. You have the drummer and you have the doctor. Right. Now the drummer you're passionate with. You know, he's fun, he's exciting. You never know what's gonna happen. But he doesn't he doesn't have the stability. You don't know if he can take care of you. There's gigs or, you know, the gigs are come and go, lives kind of a bohemian lifestyle. Then you have the doctor who's real financially stable, successful, and you know that he's going to take care of you. You may not have the same passion for the doctor, but you have, but you know that it's going to be, you're going to live a certain life and you're good. And so I think that's kind of her situation as far as the, the emotion side of it. I think probably with easy, she probably has more passion and love. Like, like in her perfect world, that's probably see, the guy. I, she see, I, 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 I sort of, but I, I think I with, sort of, I understand Miguel, what you're saying, but I think she gets I to live the life around. that she wants to live. I think you know? that easy still believes that he's in love with Emily. And I think that he's still, holds on to some part of if only if just this happens, maybe this will happen or, you know what I mean? Easy is smart, but he's not very emotionally mature. He definitely has some issues where that's concerned. That's what I mean. And, and so. Well, he was in prison yep. thinking and, about and his think girl that, that he Emily, left while he was in prison. And she was leveling up while he was in prison. And 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 Emily has and to make not worse, just moved she leveling on up from easy with the family, but Emily that has caused his mother's death. Has her Emily's plans for herself, for her family, for whatever mm-hmm. they they're of a different caliber than easy can possibly provide. This isn't really a case of oh, you know, secretly I'm in love with easy. I don't think she is. I think, but I think EZ is. No, I don't think she is either. I'm just, no, no, I'm not saying that she's in love with him still. I think that if all things were equal, she probably has more, like, as just Mm -hmm. a guy, if it was just all things were equal, just as a guy right. that she would be into, it would be him. But you know that's not how the world works. So like if if they all if everything was equal, okay, like everything was equal, they had the same amount of money and all of that kind of stuff. I think she would probably would choose easy. But I'm just saying, right? That's not how it is. Miguel has power. He has and, uh, and, and I status, actually think that that you know? in some ways is more important to so, Emily than than love. That's I don't difference. I think love is actually think, a secondary consideration. Yeah, I, I I definitely feel like that's pretty strong. But I also do not I, I don't that's why he's, underestimate that's why she's the power that Miguel has has had to manipulate the entire situation. I don't underestimate that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it is very possible that Miguel already knew or knows a lot of what's happening. Um, and, you know, he plays everything so close to the vest that he barely registers emotion. You know, it's just, I mean, it has to be something really big for him to uh, latch on to. So you know, we don't know exactly what Miguel may or may not know. We, we know he knows a lot. But he clearly doesn't know everything because he he doesn't know a, about the Dita situation. Uh, the, if he did, that would that would truly be pretty enormous. And I feel like he would have heard, 
who? Philippe? But what do you do with that though? That oh, knowledge. Easy. Does he go kill oh, Vita? I, I don't know. Do you think he I don't think Vita? so either? I, I think Emily easy. I think I don't think Emily would put it no, past so. easy. Like I don't think Emily would you know, maybe necessarily think, oh, well, okay, if I give this information to Easy, he's going to do the responsible thing with it because I think she's already seen how passionate he gets about it. Yeah, that's just... exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then think about it. That's she put him on with someone getting shot in the face. <laughs> So, who knows if he well? I, has I a can say one thing. With, uh, you know, th this this with, entire uh, episode was may end up really centered, face, so. uh, not just around the uh, the. It, it was centered around a lot of things, but I think one of the biggest things that it was centered around was uh, a kind of trust. The there's the trust that you have in the people that you know. There's the trust that you have in the people that you don't know. There's the trust that you have in yourself. There's, uh, you know, it, the, there was a lot of that sort of going on. Um, and it certainly seems to me in is specifically in this episode that that the trust factor, it, you can't always trust what you see. You can't always trust that you know what's going on without looking beneath it. And, and it seems like a lot of that was revelation this episode, you know? So, yeah, there's that. Right. Oh, oh for the love of... We got to talk Peter about Michael and Joseph. The My grandmother is probably parlay she's like, don't use in the history phrase. of parlays. Um, <laughs> I, I out loud, I said to myself, the moment that they pulled up at the casino, the moment that they were there, I was like, this is the most prime spot for an ambush that I could think of. And this was before I even knew that the other club was coming. And I, I mean, I just, I couldn't help but think that Wow. Okay, so everybody's inside. How do you think? How did you think that you could right. go into their organization and shoot up the place and mess up all their money, and that they were just going to forgive you? That that was dumb. Like that was dumb. Like when the and the sons, right really they really needed to make the sons really understand that there was no peace between us like it wasn't gonna happen and so the fact that they met up i guess they thought that that was that, that little safe haven and so basically that's they made the deal with like. the sons yeah. just so that they could put themselves in a position to attack right. the mayans yeah because they just didn't care. Right. Because for them to, because that's a place that's supposed to be a safe haven. It's almost like the Continental. Oh, so the in, VM uh, John Wick, where That's now. why they oh, meet boy. there is because it's agreed <laughs> that nothing is going to happen on those grounds. So that's why they Right. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so, and when that scene at the end, which was predictable, that that was going to happen. And um, they did a good job of acting like, oh, oh no, we're not going to go along. Oh, we're going to go along. Okay. All right. We got a deal. And they just came back and started firebombing the cars. And, you know, one thing, one problem about the show is they get in these firefights and they are, they're so good, right? but everyone they're going against sucks. So they get in these firefights and none of their men ever get hurt or harmed, really, right? So in this one, they there was no way that they could have had that without somebody getting it. So I thought that was they like when when it started happening, it was like there's no way with that kind of ad hominem attack, someone has to get it. So uh Coco, of course, he uh, got blinded. Yeah, and, and, and actually I can't, I'm so I sorry, I can't kind remember. Of think uh quite honestly the that hospital, which um, they kind of set up that, a little that, bit that this is that it's part of uh payback that it's part of um like 
like it's hard to set up the kind of payback uh, that that would have happened. Um, no, okay. Let let me say this a different way. I think it is a lot harder for the for the Mayans to pull off what I think is probably going to happen in the next two successive episodes. If if they didn't have a really mm -hmm. strong and powerful reason for it to happen. And and I mean because a lot of it and we've seen it over the season quite a bit is because right. you know there are certain rules that everyone respects and there are certain um there's a way to take uh there's a way to 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 say that you're being disrespected. I mean like there's a code. There's a whole code involved. And Riz getting shot and maybe not ever coming back is I think a way to sort of say, hey, you know, you didn't just mess with us. You messed with this whole operation. And it's also, quite honestly, it's also another way uh, to get more or uh, a, a, a greater deal of the Sons of Anarchy line involved because there's no way that Sons of Anarchy, there's no way that that the that they don't feel affronted as well, especially after you know he stood up there and made them acquiesce to the extra five percent over two years. I mean, like that's a, that was a big deal, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's that. I think that that's right. actually kind of a that's more than a big deal. That's actually a huge deal because uh, because who. Uh, because who other than, well, I don't know, I guess could have been anybody, but I mean, I'm glad that it was Chibs because I just feel like, yeah, that was the right thing to do. But, but I mean, how could, how does he just let it go? You know, I, I don't think that that's even possible. It also sets things up for right. another excursion to the other side of the border, which could be pretty interesting. So. Yeah. I find it interesting. Why are they so worried? Like, uh, like, used to be like, this is what y'all are going to do, you know, and I, like, I don't know. That was kind of funny. Yeah, too. I don't like, know. There's only four even. of them. So what and was, and also, know? what was the that's what Teller wanted? That was kinda, what, what was that about? Right. Yeah, that I, I, Jackie I don't, boy I feel would be like, proud. No. Like, do they care that much about Jackie? Yeah, boy? I don't know. I mean, I, I it was just that was like uh, yeah. uh, it it felt intentional, but it also felt like out of left field. So I didn't even know what the heck to make out of it. Uh, I'll, I'll say this I'll, uh, about the uh, about the gang on gang hmm. thing, right? So. First of all, as the as the motor, as the club, the Mayans right. are coming up uh, to um, to the safe house, right? There's this great overhead shot of all the crows flying, right? right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a couple ways. First of all, to see that you know, right, uh, flying straight as a crow is a big deal. But do you know what a group of crows is called? A murder. Yeah. So, what? so you have, so you have a murder, a murder of, I, uh, I mean, that. like in, in the, what do you mean? How do I know that? <laughs> Cause I've been alive for a lot of years. How do you know that? Well, come on. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you act uh, so, like everybody knows that. <laughs> so probably this has to do with just my, because you've been alive uh, don't mean you know that two year so phase as a, I've as been a teenager a where too, I read nothing but Poe and yeah maybe that was it but by proxy sure by proxy 
also, also. So you learned that from reading Edgar Allan Poe. Also, Edgar although Allen it wasn't directly it. related, but it was sort of still I, a shout out when Potter I shows read up Edgar and Allen crows Poe are eating carrion on the ground. We don't know that the crows ate, uh, killed that prey, but it's. But to me, it was actually such a strong portent about what was sort of to come that I. I was I wrote furious notes. Okay, so let, let's let's have a quick conversation about Potter. First of all, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and, and I was gonna yeah, say he, that was the first Potter time we actually seen that I real, actually like. I don't real, like real emotion. Out it of throws me like, yeah. <laughs> no, I can deal with calm Potter because. Because he's methodical and because I don't like Tom Potter either. Uh, predictable isn't the right word, but there is just there, there is a sense of like almost zen to his craziness. And so I can I can deal with that. I don't know how to deal with insane Potter. Uh, I would say he's I mean, an asshole. that was whew, that was pretty big. Why do you think why do you think that happened then why do you think it exploded and er erupted at that moment well he's you know he's a guy that loves to to have everything everything in his favor like to be to know what's going on to be ahead and this was like one of those times where he didn't he didn't have everything you know what i mean he didn't have he didn't have all the the information he wasn't a step ahead and it bugs the hell out of him like it totally bugs the hell out of him that this is going on and he doesn't know all the facts and whatnot mm. and he knows that that he's being lied to and he he feels like he's not in control and he needs to be in control. Do do you think that he's a uh, he's the very definition Potter of a control freak? He's a control super freak. Maybe for the first time. Um uh, also just you know, as a as a quick shout out, man. Ray McKinnon has some kind of epic ability to to make Potter whatever he wants. I, I, and I mean, I, I say that like, you know, that flip switch thing was, that was pretty good. That was actually really good. I mean, as, as scary as it was to see Potter out of control, um, that, that was, I felt like that was really, that was one of the reasons that you want this guy as, a, as Potter. Um, but you know what I think is happening is he does flinch. I think that Potter realizes it's not just that he's getting played, but I think Potter realizes that he no longer has the control over the people that he thought he did. Like, you know, it's easy to control people when you've got something up your sleeve, when you've got an ace up your sleeve, right? If the only ace up Potter's sleeve is they're going to deport his dad, which don't get me right. wrong, is a big, it's a big thing. I, 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 I smell desperation. And the question to me is, does this mean that Potter... Right really thinks that there is something more sinister than him at work here, you know, like, because I feel like Potter thinks that he's way more cunning, way more uh, sinister than the, the, than the MC, than the Galindos, than basically anybody. And in this one case, it feels like, like maybe he's, so far out of the, the or he thinks he's so far out of the loop that what little control he had of the whole situation is now slipping away. 
right? And even though he has Adelita, I don't think he quite understands sort of like you said, or right. like he said, you know, how far down the rabbit hole does this go? How far does this ruse go? And, and I, I feel like that is like he was being super honest in that moment. But I, I honestly have to wonder if Potter is just sort of like now that he's got what he wants, now he realizes that that's not all he wanted. Right. No, I, I, I feel like this dude thinks that he, he, you know, he knows that he's being lied to, which normally, right? He's not a stupid man. He knows. Okay, they're gonna try to put something on him, and he's not gonna always have all the information, right? But this was such an egregious thing that's happened, you know? So yeah. And he has to, you know, this is sort of put some punctuation to that next level. I, I think that, uh, I have to wonder if Potter is now beginning to sort of suspect that maybe they have something on him and that's why they're not, being totally honest they, they they don't at this very moment they now they now with uh with what miguel was given now they do but they didn't before but i have to wonder if maybe potter is starting to think well maybe they know something that i don't and that and that would cause him to overreact right because you know how who said it who said it's always oh miguel miguel yeah. said it's always a woman you know, and and I think that that's actually real. I think that's totally real. Always a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, and I know. From whenever the there's a group of men involved, uh, and, and always, I say this in the most always. Way, yes, but yes. whenever there is a group of men involved, um, the 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 weakness, the chink in the armor, is always, always, always a woman. There is, there's almost zero stories a couple there's a couple but there are very few stories out there that are sort of like uh, of the epic proportion that deal with a group of men that don't include a woman being part of the downfall of one or all of them and and this i think or is used as a weapon you know used as bait used as some kind of bargaining chip used whatever and in this case I sense strongly that this is Potter's kryptonite. I don't think we would have been given privy uh, to such information if it wasn't super important. And I feel kind of like Galindo needs to have some kind of check put on him because story-wise, he's just way too powerful. So I guess we'll see what happens. I, I guess we'll just... We'll just have to see. I I, I um, hesitate to. Uh, Miguel promised that nothing would happen to them, um, but I don't. I don't because I watched Miguel in the first season of the Mayans torture and kill uh, a, a boy's dad in front of him. I I mean that was just insane. Oh yeah, he's different now. But he's different. Mm, yeah. Well, he certainly looks better with his. I, I love his but he's new look. Now. I like his new. He's grown. He's got such a rugged mountain man look. It's kind of good. I love it. Um. I like it. So yeah, I know. You know, I, it's true. I, something about that. I don't know. He's. You know, Miguel is one of the few bad boys that like yeah. I have just zero <laughs> percent attraction to, and and I think it has to do with because I mean I really admit that I am definitely a bad boy woman um but i think that the reason that i don't find myself being like oh yeah miguel is because he is so bad that like i can barely find redeemable space for him i mean i just i don't find anything that miguel does to be to have some kind of like 
oh yeah, he's just misunderstood or, you know, there's this little part of him or that. No, no, I just, I feel bad for nerds. You are so nerdy, but nerd women don't like nerd guys. <laughs> yeah, but you'll see how far Poor that's nerds. gotten me in life. So it's like, not like even it's the a, nerd it's not really chick a good is like, I want a bad one. Overall, it's just one of those weird things. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a thing too. All you sure. nerd guys, I feel for you. You got to become Bill Gates to get a woman <laughs> so but even, before we go uh, i i just want to touch the, real quick uh, on poor coco the nerd girls is like uh-uh not at the end either. you know says yeah. i can't see and oh, man is clearly gonna suffer with some pretty bad Aww. injuries here um i know of all the people Why they choose Coco? It's my but, favorite. But you know, it does well, sort of throw. I always say that uh, into my the favorite mix. three. Coco is, is easy sponsor, Bishop, right? Angel, and Coco. it does kind of open up a couple of uh, opportunities oh, oh, because we know that the vote is coming up soon, and so it's possible right. that that could be sort of a, a slow walk of uh, of Easy's vote. You know, I, I feel like there could be something attached to that. I don't know. I, I don't, but just seemed like poor Coco. I really feel bad for him. So we'll, I guess we'll see what happens on next week's episode. And like Kinte right. said, uh, you know, if we can get to podcast, great. But if not, then we'll have to do kind of a double episode for the week afterwards. And whew, well, uh, don't worry, I'll take copious notes. <laughs> so how can people find you? Oh, uh, yeah, I should I should ask first, you know, is there anything else that you want to bring up is there anything everything feels good all right then uh, everything no. feels great except for no. coco that's it that's we got the only thing that did everything feels yeah, amazing. i think i'd probably drink some whiskey in his honor but okay oh i'm gonna drink I, some cocoa well, in his at honor. least spike it at least spike it all right how can people find you a fun social well, no, his name is Coco, not Whiskey. And I'll eat some tacos because uh, I'm about to eat some tacos. Uh, so, so, tacos and Coco. How about that? All right, you can get me at Kente F on, on Twitter, Kente Ferguson Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and of course, the website is indyradio.org. That's indyradio.org. How can they get you again? And criticallabs.com. Until we see you either next week or the week after. Oof. Keep the faith, everybody.